Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ivelisse, a.k.a. La Sicaria, a.k.a. the baddest bitch in the building from Lucha Underground. And you're listening to the Oversell Wrestling Podcast. It is episode 71, and we are talking WWE Hell in a Cell. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am Mike. And we are here to talk some professional wrestling. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. I am at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure to head over to OversellPodcast.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. You're gonna. It's that time of year, folks. You're going to start shopping on Amazon to get all your Christmas shopping needs done. Do it through Oversell Podcast. Just click the link, and any shopping you do, we just get a small commission on anything sold. There's no extra fees. There's no hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you helping out this podcast by doing shopping you're already going to do on Amazon. Mike, how you doing, bud? I'm tired. Yeah. For those that don't know, Mike... Um, Works for the Grizzlies. What do you do for them? Explain uh, your functions. I'm a glorified ball boy. Okay. I mean, technically I'm a team attendant. Basically before the games, I'm out there usually with the opposing team, uh, rebounding for them as they do their shoot around, you know, pregame for a couple hours before the game. Uh, During the game, I get to mop up the sweat of millionaires. Nice. But I get to sit courtside every time, every game, and they feed me. And I get free parking, and they give me a little bit of money afterwards. Yeah. So, do you uh, have you ever like just like you knew a star player was coming in, and you thought like, man, while I'm rebounding, I can just fire this ball at his ankle or something and kind of trip him up? And I've thought about that, <laughs> especially since I have a mop, so I can I've got some reach. <laughs> but you know, I ha- I've yet to do that. You know. I, hey, you know what? On your last day, when you know you're never going to work there again, some guy's going up for a layup in the game, RKO, <laughs> out of nowhere. I know, well, last season, uh, Dwight Howard, when he was playing for Houston, uh, you know, I sat right next to the goal. Yeah. And ball came flying out of bounds. It came right over to me. You know, I stood up and caught it, and Dwight Howard was still running for it. And he, you know, came up to me. He took the ball, and right before he took the ball, he put me in a Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> and then he just walked back out on the court turned around just kind of gave me that little sly grin and went back to playing the game very nice very nice you know i actually i actually went to a grizzlies game last year first time and of course the one night i go i go on wrestling Wrestling night night. thanks charles um (laughs) and they do that every year now like they're doing it again this this year year they're giving away like a one of the players they're giving away a wrestling buddy or something like that that's the big free thing i heard who which player is it i i don't even know i heard it was is zach randolph it may be i'd have to look it up and see i I would love for to get a like i used to have a macho man wrestling buddy Mm -hmm. and i would i swear to you i'd play with that toy all the time, man. And we had some great matches me and old Macho Man had with that. <laughs> I was undefeated, though. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> I, never the, I never took the job. <laughs> what else has been going on in the wrestling world for you? Uh, 
LNSL's coming up. Hey, let's say a con- quick congratulations to our buddy that's been on this show a bunch of times, Dustin Starr. Apparently he's doing... Does some MC work it, at the Grizzlies games. MC work at the Grizzlies games. Congratulations, Dustin's a bad... Badass dude. He's one of my friends. I'm I'm happy to have him as a friend, and he's a friend of the show. And he and does everything. Yeah, he's on TV. He's on Grizzlies games. He wrestles. He's he, radio once a week. You know, apparently, you know, if you follow him on Facebook, he's at the beach every other week. It looks yeah, like so. You know, he's living the life. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he's been he's been super cool to me, and, and Maria has been really nice to me. And you know, I'm on the trivia team now, so I gotta support them well. So. Let's get into Mike. I wanted to tell you a little bit. Um, got to watch a little bit of Lucha Underground this week, and it opened up with Dario Cueto. He's the guy that runs the temple, mm-hmm. and uh, Sexy Star wanted to turn in her Gift of the Gods title. Do you know what the Gift of Gods title is? Mm, not exactly. Okay. So uh, last season, they do these matches, and it's called for the Gift of the Gods title, and they do qualifying matches to where if you win, you get a medallion. And then one night, either uh, at a, they do it once a season, once per season, or they may do it at at the Ultima Lucha show. You turn in the medallion, you put it into the belt, and then the people that have those medallions, like five or six of them, maybe seven, they have a match, all seven of them, and whoever wins, wins the Gift of the Gods title. What that means is, if you own the Gift of the Gods title, it is like just like Money in the Bank. You can cash it in whenever you want and get a title match. So. Sexy Star is one of the big stars over there. Wanted a t- title match tonight, but Dario Cueto said, "You know, you've got you're defending that title tonight against Johnny Mundo." Okay. And then as she left, he said a little quote that uh, you can ask my mother. Women don't fare well against my brother. It's like, oh, this <laughs> Whoa, is interesting. Okay. What's up, Kevin's in the chat room? You, you can always join at mixlr.com slash oversell podcast. If you give us a follow, it'll notify you when we're going in the air. First match of Lucha Underground this week was Marty the Moth Martinez, my favorite character in Lucha Underground, versus Ivelisse, who's been on this show before. Go back and listen. Um, Marty the Moth, they have an out, the announcer Melissa Melissa Santos. I don't know what it. They, I don't. They haven't gotten to any storyline or edit, but whenever she's announcing, he stands right behind her, and when she starts talking, he has this sick, creepy look on his face. And he just starts flapping his arms, and because he's he's the moth comes from the moth tribe, one of the Asian Aztec tribes. Mm-hmm. So he's a part of this tribe, and he stands behind her and his sister. Now his sister's with him, and she her name is Mariposa, and she has kind of this like mankind type mask, okay, in a way, and she's just as creepy as him. So they're both standing behind her, and you know she's playing the part perfectly of like God, this is creepy, and so then an Evilise comes out. Uh, and what what I thought was great about this match is these are two former tough enough contestants. They had you know WWE had a chance to have them now they're in Lucha Underground killing it over there. Uh, let's see. At one point, you know Marty had to control the match for the most point. Bigger dude against a smaller woman. Mm-hmm. He cho- went to choke her and she went and did this awesome arm flip out of it. It was it was insane. Uh, Marty is so damn creepy and like he if Bray Wyatt was super creepy, he'd be Marty the Moth. <laughs> okay. Now, how that, funny that's is that? Something. Yeah, that's... Um, at one point, Marty had uh, Ivelisse in a body slam position, and he bit her, just right in her side there, bit her and threw her down. Uh, Mariposa's just as creepy. Let's see. Uh, 
end of the match, Marty wins with a sick, the sick full Nelson slam finisher. I mean, it was just evil looking. And post match, Sammy Callahan comes out because he is uh, Elise, uh, girl or boyfriend, and starts helping uh, Ivelisse because you know uh, the the attack kept going from Marty the Moth and Mariposa. And it, it, the angle was Ivelisse wasn't too happy to see him. She wanted, you know, she's she's the she's the badass bitch of the temple, and she right. doesn't want any help. So, looks like, uh, but Sammy delivered a great line. He said, "The couple that slays together stays together," <laughs> and she's like, "That's not how the saying goes." So, <laughs> let's see. It looks like um, Dario had a meeting with this secret powerful individual, and they were talking about uh, godlike bodies or something. Like, talk, I don't know. It was a real weird conversation, and it kind of led into the next match. I'm thinking like. The story may be that this character is trying to absorb the bodies because this is Lucha Underground, so the story's a little more crazier and right, stuff like that, right. which is perfectly fine. It's something very different, and it's very um, entertaining. And it leads into this best of five series between uh, Brian Cage. I think it's Brian Cage. Yeah, I think it's Brian Cage. Um, he just calls himself the machine. He's not a man. He's a machine. Versus Tejano, who's actually wrestled here in Memphis um, over when uh, it, they do Memphis Lucha Libre, Le- Lucha Libre wrestling over mm. in, what part of town is that in? Off Ridgeway? Yeah. Over there in that mall. Uh, he was at, He's actually worked one of those shows. Uh, Cage is up two wins in the series. And Tejano had a sick sun, s- sunset flip powerbomb to the outside. I mean, it was just beautiful. Uh, let's see, let's see. It was just a quick. It was a just a big guy match. A lot of big time, devastating moves. Right. Uh, Tejano got the win with a small package, though. I say it's all these big moves, power bombs. There's there an F five, stuff like that. But Tejano gets the win with a small package. It's now two to one in favor of uh, Cage. Let's see. Then we had uh. Um, Dario was given a strange box, um, and he was looking into it, and it kind of reminded me of Pulp Fiction whenever they opened the briefcase. Yeah. This one had a blue glow, glow, uh, glow, and, you know, in Pulp Fiction, he had the little the right, you know, right. thing. Then Ray Ray walks in. Ray Mysterio wants a match with Chavito Guerrero, and he wants it to be a loser leaves Lucha Underground match, and it's going to happen next week. So be sure you got Sling uh-huh. TV. Or if you have the L Ray Network, watch Lucha Underground next week. It's going to be the main event. Uh, the main event of this week's match was Johnny Mundo versus Sexy Star for the Gift of the Gods Championship. Uh, it opened up. It was there's a lot of chain wrestling. Mundo was just just smooth. He looked really smooth in this match, and I never really thought of Mundo or Morrison as a chain wrestler. I always thought right. he was more of a High spots guy, you know, a lot of super kicks and just one big. of the athletic ones, yeah. But he was—he looked like an amateur wrestler in there. He's doing quick holds, and one thing Vampiro is pointing out is he would, whenever he did a move, and he was putting pressure on it with his elbow and stuff like that. Then finally, when they get back to their feet, there's a cheap shot by Johnny. Um, the trio's champions, which is Aerostar, Drago, and Phoenix, were banned from the ringside uh, because they are. Uh, cohorts with they, their friends with Sexy Star. Right. Uh, there was a top rope and it looked like um, 
Sexy Star was going to go for like a sunset flip powerbomb. And Johnny Mondo, Johnny Mundo reversed it into a back body drop off the top nice. rope. Oh my God, it was the scariest looking bump. Uh, there was a nice combo from Sexy Star. She did a code breaker. And Johnny Mundo, you know, got up, kind of staggered, turned around, and she did a bat cracker right after that. I thought that was a pretty cool combo. And at some point, Worldwide Underground shows up and double su- super kick Sexy Star. Now, for those that don't know, Worldwide Underground is Johnny Mundo and Jack the Giant or the Dragon Slayer Jack Evans and PJ Black, which PJ Black you all know from WWE times. He was uh, Justin, Justin Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. Um, and it's funny one thing these guys do, and I, it, you know, even it, they do it in the pre-recorded skits, they do it in the ring and everything like that. But they do the Bill and Ted, and whenever they do it, you hear. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they do that. Uh, they do this one move where Jack Evans and Justin Gabriel hold Sexy Star by her arms up in the air. So she, so she, she's high up. Johnny Mundo runs over, pushes her knees, and then they turn and flip her down. It was, a, it was a weird, crazy looking move. Hmm. Johnny Mundo, the ref was knocked out during this time. Ref comes back up. Johnny Mundo goes for the kin. There's a pick out. There's a kick out. Uh, let's see. They go for, I don't know what it's always called, what they call it. You know when they put like an arm or a leg or a neck in a chair, then jump off the top yeah, rope and stop yeah. on. They're setting that up. I called it the chair trap. And they're about to do it, and the Mac shows up. And the Mac is this big black dude, uh, very athletic. But he, but one of the things is he kind of does stone cold stuff. He does a stunner, and then after he does them, he does the middle fingers and right. stuff like that. So he comes out. Kicks all of, gives them all a stunner. Gives Mundo a stunner. Mundo kicks out. Mundo misses his finisher. He still does the what he did in the WWE, the corkscrew thing. Uh, and he was gonna, let's see, he was gonna use a chair on Sexy Star. The ref took it away, and then he snuck out Brass Nucks, the power of the punch, and knocked out right. Star, Sexy Star. And uh, Johnny Mundo is now your gift of the gods champion. So now he nice. can challenge for Matanza Cueto. For match and at, uh, at any time he wants to. After that, there is a Prince Puma vignette, and Vampiro, who seems like he's trying to take Prince Puma under his wing and be like a mentor to him or something. Um, you know, just basically talking to how talking about how I think when Nucha Underground first started, Conan was like a mentor to Prince Puma, mm. and Mil Muertes. They had a uh, Mil Muertes put. I think I guess it was what they they call a casket match, a grave consequences match. And they had a Grave Consequences match, and Mil Muertes put Conan in a uh, in a coffin, and that's all right. we've seen of him. And Vampiro mentions how much he hated him, but he respected him. And I'm thinking this may set up a Grave Consequences match between Prince Puma and Mil Muertes. Hmm. So that was it for Lucha Underground this week. All right. I love that show. If you have Sling TV, if you have El Rey Network, I highly suggest you check it out because it's just something different for wrestling. And it's just it, the storytelling's great. Everyone's a star. And it's just a really good show. Okay. Yeah. So what'd you think of Raw this week? It wasn't bad. Really? It wasn't bad. I, think I it mean, was, it wouldn't. I'll say this. I had to watch it on Tuesday because I fell asleep on Monday. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, apparently Vince was not happy with the way the Brock Lesnar yeah, said that it went. That went horrible. You put Brock Lesnar out there in Minnesota, his basically his hometown. And you think he's going to get booed. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you, he. It just, I mean, you you know, you know, Vince was steaming when they started the Goldberg sucks chance. 
Exactly. Yeah, and you know what? That's it's something that no matter what he thinks he can do, he cannot control crowds these days. Maybe in the no. old days when they're still kayfabe and the bad guys could do things to, right. you know, get heat. But nowadays, when uh, when bad guys do that, they get they get cheers yeah. because all, all the fans cheer who they want to cheer. Now it's fans don't see it as you know good and bad. You know, it's you know heel and face. It's you know, hey, I really like what this guy does. That's who I cheer for. Yeah, and you know, I thought and like going along with that. Uh, in the, there was a tag match between Enzo and Cass. What was it? A tag match or was it just Enzo versus Ga- uh, Anderson? Anderson, yeah. Okay, it was just singles. So in that, basically, Big Cass and Enzo cheated. Yeah. And did what heels should have done, and when the backs turned, they used that to get the upper advantage on the face. I just think that's so crazy that yeah. that's a heel move. And you know, this whole who stole the list thing that was kind of getting on my nerves. And I'm a Jericho guy, yeah. but. You know, the first two segments of the show, who's involved with them? Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, you know, it, it's I can go in. I, I'm trying not to be negative, but, but I, this week was just not a very good show in, in my eye. Yeah. I, in my, what did you like from this week? You know, the the Jericho thing. It the whole list. It would have been okay if it wouldn't have gone for as long as it did. You know, if it would have been cut back, probably two segments. It would have been all right, but I think it went way too long. You know, it's it's a fucking list, right? You know, um, the whole Lesnar promo, like that—that's one of the first times I've ever felt bad for Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman <laughs> oh. could not—he couldn't—he tried everything he could to get the crowd to do what he wanted, and they just would not. I mean, he he slowly spoke down to them, you know. For all the people here that are chanting Goldberg, it's really starting to piss Brock Lesnar off. And if you keep doing it, you know, Brock Lesnar's going to take matters into his own hands. And what do they do? They started chanting Suplex City. And you could tell, like, Paul Heyman was speechless. Yeah. I mean, you could see him and Brock actually talking like, I I don't know what the hell to do. I I don't know what (laughs) to do now. Vince knew what to do, and that was... Play the music. Play the music and get it. They had to, I mean... They had what was it on Chappelle's show? The the box. Oh, uh, wrap it up. Yeah, the wrap it up. He, yeah, he hit the wrap it up <laughs> button and got the people out there. Wrap that shit up, B. I did like the promo Rusev cut. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be funny, but it kind of was. Yeah, but I I enjoyed that. I mean, I know, still think that's a great build up right now. I, yeah, that, I think that's that feud, and I and I think that's probably going to close out Hell in a Cell. As much as we want Sasha and Charlotte to do it, it's not going to happen. No, I'm thinking it'll be Owens and Rollins that'll actually close out the show. I think that that's more than likely what it should be. Yeah. So how do you how do you do that? I mean, what where do you put? You know, you want to do you, since they're not putting all matches in the Hell in a Cell, you want to spread them out, right? Yeah. Or do you want the last three just to be Hell in a Cell because you only have to lower it once? Well, they always raise it after the match anyway. I mean, regardless of when it is. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if. They started with uh, the Reigns and uh, Rusev match, yeah. Because typically, you know the the Intercontinental or you know, or the U.S. title that's generally one of the first matches, especially with Intercontinental. Intercontinental usually always starts off the card because they want to get a big title, you know, a big match to get the crowd going, and then they'll you know slowly progress from there. 
So I really expect that to be the first match. I don't, I don't think they would do all three Hell in a Cells in a row. Yeah, you. I think you want the if you want the crowd to actually be into those. And now I can I can see them doing the women's match and then, uh, the universal title. You know, just back to back. But I don't see them doing all three. Uh, what did you think of the Sheamus and uh, Cesaro versus New Day match? I thought there was a hellacious spot where Big E launched Kofi in the air. And he came down, and it was to the outside, and Cesaro gave him a giant yeah, gave him that. European uppercut. Yeah. Oh, my God, I thought that was insane. Do you think the you think they're going to beat New Day? Cesaro and Sheamus? We'll get into, we can get into <laughs> the predictions here in a little bit. Yeah. Don't ask me that yet. Okay, fine. Uh, let's see, The Jericho had that interaction with Jinder Mahal, started calling him a stupid idiot, all over breathing. He doesn't want breathing, <laughs> he wants the list. <laughs> It, yeah, as much as I think Jericho's doing his best stuff right now, this, like you said, it just went on too long. Yeah, I think it would have been great if someone would have just destroyed. If Seth Rollins would have like on stage had a trash can, a metal trash can, they throw that in there and light it on fire. Yeah, and, and then that would have been the end of it. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have had to have those, you know, three or four other segments. I mean, you could tell they were just filler segments, right? I right. mean, it, it's the the go home pay per view before or the go home raw before the pay per view. So I mean, they typically don't do as much in ring stuff on those because you know they're making sure everybody's healthy going into the pay per view. Right, right. But still, that the list thing went on too far. Uh, we got uh, let's see, we talked about that. The the arm wrestling match spot segment. That was horrible. Boring. They got a this is boring chant. Yeah, the, the fans tore into him for that. You know, well. It now, I, I did like it. Dana Brooke was going along with it. Like, when they first started, you know, this is boring. She turned around. It's like, no, it's not. You're, this is stupid. No, it's not. Like, yep. she she turned around, you know. I like Dana Brooke as a heel. I I, I would like her more. And I guess, I guess women, it, it, it's changed so much to where women just don't want to be valets. They want to be involved with the action. And that's right. fine. That's fine. But man, I, there has to be some women out there that would love to be a valet doing like what Mar- like Maurice, Maurice is doing right now. Maurice, Maria Star, you know these yeah. type of things. And then you know ba- Dana threw that cheap shot, but she ended up ca- catching a Bailey to belly mm-hmm. suplex. Uh, once again, Stephanie McMahon is on our TV, giving Jericho the ultimatum to find either what was it, find the list, or if she, if he's not in the match, he's going to be suspended. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see the Bo Dallas and Kurt Angle, Curtis Axel, Kurt Angle. <laughs> well, I wish. Come back, Kurt. Jeez, <laughs> please. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. I like the promo. Um, Curtis Axel cut. Yeah. Thought that was good. The match was. And see that that's a that's a promo you cut when you're you know, when you're in your hometown. <laughs> when you're in your hometown. Yeah, you're not gonna get booze in your hometown. Right. Please. Uh, it turns out Braun Strowman ended up having the list, but at least someone has it. Yeah. Got another Roman Reigns promo. It wasn't as good as Rusev's earlier. Uh, the Golden Truth took on the Shining Stars. No one really, nah. no one really cares. Uh, Mick Foley and Charlotte Shine in the contract signing. I thought that was a good. I, I will say that was a good segment. Yeah, that Mick, was a good segment. Mick Foley. I thought yeah. it was very well. And because it's been a long time since Mick actually had a chance to to cut a promo like that, and it wasn't even for him. I mean, right. he was selling. He was basically doing a Paul Heyman. He was selling somebody else's match. 
Uh, Rich Swan defeated Brian Kendrick. A little cruiserweight action there. Mm-hmm. Um, Owens is ready. Oh, Kev, they talked to Kevin Owens before the main event. Uh, Braun Strowman beats up Sami Zayn, which I, you know, I still think that's an interesting angle. For and then he guys. just walked off. Yeah. As he said, it wasn't real. He didn't see Sammy as real competition. Exactly. He's because he's not. No. Uh, let's see. Kendrick wants Perkins to let him win at H at the Hell in a Cell. Just. Yeah. Yeah, that just doesn't make sense to me. Then the Brock Lesnar segment. Ooh. I mean, Brock Lesnar actually laughed a couple times. He <laughs> he knew it was not going like it should. Yeah, it just wasn't good. Um, but I mean, you. It, just, it it was just bad timing. Like that's the city that they were in, or that's the state that they were in, really. And then, you know, that honestly, they they should have put off that uh, response another week. Let him do it somewhere else that's not his home state. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you have to build anything up for Hell in a Cell. No. And it could have been somewhere where Paul Heyman could have actually gotten heat on it for his guy. Right. Then we got to the main event. Seth Rollins uh, defeated Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. And I guess that means we won't be seeing Chris Jericho in the main event matches, just Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, right? He's so, going to show up somehow. Oh, yeah. He has to. think he's hiding under the ring or something like that. It would suck if he was Why? <laughs> being under there for so long, but uh, they can they can turn out the lights while they're lowering right. the cage or something. Right. They they want it done. Have that pulsating music that they have. With, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna hear that a lot this week. <laughs> Saw an interesting picture today. Did you did you know apparently uh, James Ellsworth was once a. Um, uh, a rosebud. <laughs> really? Yeah, let me see if I can find it here on Reddit. Everybody's been a rosebud, apparently. Yeah, Braun Strowman was a damn rosebud. Yeah. <laughs> Our buddy Dan. I need to check in with him, see how he's doing up there, ready, if he's ready to come back on. I'm sure he is. He's probably waiting. Asshole ain't called me. <laughs> Phone works both ways. Yeah, here's a picture. I mean, you get Boom. <laughs> That's him. Trying to see if there's anyone else in there that looks familiar, but I don't. That kind of looks like Ashley Masario in a way. Yeah, that was James Ellsworth. I didn't really get to watch SmackDown this week. I kind of breezed through it. Anything? Well, you know, Ellsworth cost uh, Ambrose a title shot or the title. Oh, really? Yeah, really. You know, like before. You know, during the the show, you know, Ellsworth was like all, you know, thanking, you know, Ambrose for all his help and all that. And Ambrose was, oh, yeah, man, you know, it's no problem, no problem. And then uh, Ellsworth was basically like, yeah, you know, I'd like to return the favor. I want to come out there and be in your corner for your match tonight. And Ambrose was like, ah, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think that's the greatest idea, but I like where your head's at. But, you know, just, you know, why don't you just stay back here? You know, just stay back here, watch the match from here. And of course, Ellsworth comes out there, and him and AJ get into it, and that gets the disqualification. And Ellsworth like drops down, like he's he's destroyed because he <laughs> he cost Ambrose, you know, his title. And Ambrose is obviously, you know, all upset. But I mean, it looked like Ellsworth was like 
like he played it up great. He sold it like it mm. looked like he was actually about to be brought to tears because he knew how bad he messed up. Uh, I did see one thing. Um, apparently, uh, Bray Wyatt defeated Kane, but Randy Orton threw an RKO. On yeah, Kane. on Kane. So he, yeah. So Orton well. comes out there. Um, you know, you think that they're about to. You know, he he looks over at Kane. Kane, you know, gets in his choke slam position. You know, Orton does his little pounding. You know, the crazy setting up for the RKO. Like, uh, I think Luke, Har- Luke Harper like rolls out the ring, and then all of a sudden, Randy just RKO's Kane. That'd be interesting if he joins the Wyatt family. That'd be because later in the show, you know, backstage interview with Randy Orton, you know, it's like you know, just you know, why why did you do what you did? And Randy like gave this long, long pause, like didn't say anything. I, th- I honestly thought it was going to be one of those where like he didn't say anything and just walked off. He just stared into the camera for, I mean, it was probably a good 30 seconds. And then finally he just says, if you can't beat him, join him. See, that'd be interesting. When they um, brought Dan- Daniel Bryan into the Wyatt family, they did it too fast. Mm-hmm. I would have done something where they take, you know, he joins him one week and then you know they do another Wyatt compound segment where they just they're doing some sort of strange torture with him or something like that you know trying to brainwash him right and stuff like that but you know i think they realized really quick that daniel bryan you know it was just a mistake all around with how everything went with and them. they you thought they were going to do that with kane at one point cuz remember they abducted kane yeah. and he was gone for a couple weeks and you yeah. thought that that was you know it, when they abducted kane it reminded me of when the acolytes abducted midian Right, and you know, you, you they all you did was seeing a skip with um the uh, what were they the? Why can't I think of the name of Farouk and Bradshaw back then? The acolytes. The acolytes, yeah. The acolytes. They were guarding a door, and you just hear screaming behind it and crap like that. Uh, let's see. Becky Lynch returned from injury. That's great. Yeah. Hyper. Still not going to wrestle for like another couple weeks, but. We're gonna have it was to, good to see your bag. Yeah, we're gonna have to get into this right now, though, because uh, I got something. I want to. This is gonna. I'm either gonna lose a lot of listeners or gain a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It was reported today that Brian Alvarez by Brian Alvarez. I think he's with Wrestling Observer Online, or Wrestling Observer, or something like that. Um. Kevin Dunn hates Becky's accent and doesn't want to hear it anymore, so she isn't going to get a lot of promo time in the future. <laughs> this is an ex- this is an ex- this is an executive in a major company, and if this is true, then WWE looks stupid here. You have your be a star <laughs> campaign, don't bully, don't do anything like that, but this asshole Kevin Dunn hates Becky's accent. And it's not going to give him any, give her any promo time. Give me a goddamn break. Yeah. Fuck you, Kevin Dunn, with your bucky little teeth. I'm pretty sure no one likes to hear you talk. Hey, <laughs> kids used to bully me and stuff when I was a kid. I mean, it's just, it just, it's you can't run a company like that. No. I, Becky, I think Becky's great on the mic. I've, I've I've never had a problem with her accent. No, I, don't, I for one like her accent. I like her accent too. Uh, you know, does he have a? Does this mean he has a problem with Seamus's accent? Because Seamus has a thick accent yeah. too. 
And he probably wouldn't say that because Seamus is very and big compared this, to him. What does this mean to Finn for Finn Balor? You know, he's got about as thick as accent as Becky. Is that why Wade Barrett isn't there anymore? It it could be. <laughs> I mean, it just it. I don't know if this is true or not at all. But you know, for a guy, <laughs> but when you saw that name come up, <laughs> it, you know, it's like my friend Kennedy said: "His fire, my eyes burned with the fire of two, two hells." Um, but this is the same man who cried in front of Jim Cornette, saying that people picked on him and teased him as a kid because of his teeth. Because Kevin o- or Jim Cornette said, "I'm going to grab you by your bucky teeth, motherfucker, and flip <laughs> you over this table and whoop your ass." And, <laughs> This is oh, a guy, love you know, <laughs> I love his shoot <laughs> interviews. I, he, he is, he's fun. But, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't know if this is true or not, but if it is, shame on you, Kevin Dunn, because you're a fucking moron. And God damn it, just please leave the WWE and go try to do television you actually want to do because I know you fucking hate wrestling. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, I'll end it with this. Fuck you, Kevin Dunn. <laughs> We need to have like a button program that says that. I'll I'll, I'll work on it. I'll get on my <laughs> phone. You, Kevin Dunn. Fuck you, Kevin Dunn. Uh, the Hype Brothers beat the Ascension this yes, week. Yes, there was an Ascension sighting. Yeah, that's nice. I'm glad they're losing to the Hype Brothers. Yeah, but yeah. I think this is. I guess they're trying. This was to set up the Survivor Series match. Maybe. Yeah. Which you know, have you heard about that? They're like you're, they're getting teams together. Yeah, they're gonna have three Raw vs SmackDown. Survivor Series, like traditional Survivor Series matches. They have a men's match, women's match, and a tag match. And then at the end, are all of them getting up to, teaming up together for a match? No, I don't okay. think they're going that far but with then, it. But, but there's like draft picks involved, right? With like people can, you know, you may get more spots on your rosters if, you're got, if your team wins a match or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Okay. That'd be interesting if they did do that. Nikki Bella defeated Natalia. Yeah. And then Carmella came out and attacked did, Nikki again. And did the, you know. Uh, I, I, I think it's crazy the Spirit Squad is still in the WWE. I thought that would have just been a one-off, kind of like when Brian Christopher came back. Once this feud is over, they won't be around anymore. Did, did you remember when Brian Christopher came back when Lawler was doing his stuff with um, uh, Michael Cole? Yes, I do. How out of breath was Brian Christopher <laughs> by the time? Hey, Dad. Yeah, he was blown up pretty quick. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> just a funny that I just thought. But he was, was like that when he played Lasertron also. Yeah, and when he hits golf balls. And yeah. when he cussed me out for not having any change for a 20. <laughs> it's like it's 830 in the morning. No one's giving me 20s to break a hundred dot goddamn dollar bill. And he played Lasertron like a bitch. Yeah. I he curled up that. in a little ball. And shot the base and did everything you're not supposed to. Ran through there and broke all the rules. But no one penalized him or anything because it's Brian Christopher. No one wanted to get super kicked. Yeah. I think I was playing in the game, so. Yeah, you didn't want to get super kicked either. Where's Ben when you need him in those situations? Well, he never kicked people in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Tag team championship match. Heath Slater and Rhino defeated the Spirit Squad. Uh, then we had the situation with AJ Styles and Dean yeah. Ambrose. Let's look at the card for WWE Hell in a Cell. I have that pulled up. First match. Well, we got the kickoff match, what they've announced. It's, uh, Cedric Alexander, Lince Dorado, and Sin Cara versus Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, and Aria Davari. Oh, that'll be nice. Nice little cruiserweight match, right? Get the show fired up. All right. I don't think it really matters who wins that match. Yeah. I, 
Tony Nese will win the match. Yes. Not his team. He's just just going to beat everybody. There you go. He's going to pin someone on his own team just to say he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bailey and Dana Brooke are going to get their match. Cool. Uh, I think Bailey will win. Hopefully. Um, I mean, unless they want this feud to keep going, I really think Bailey will get this one. Enzo and Big Cass versus Gallows and Anderson. Uh, I think Gallows and Anderson almost have to win. They this have match. to win this. They have to. They need some momentum behind them. I mean, like everybody obviously wants to see Enzo and Cass win, you know, from a face standpoint. But you have to have Gallows and Anderson win. This week on Raw, did you see they cut off the mics to Enzo yeah. and Cass, and they did their whole opening spiel without mics yeah I thought that was and the cool. whole crowd just did it with them yeah that was, now i will say that was pretty awesome yeah and i like how why the music got cut off is because there's a good brother in the back that will help out right Dallas and anderson yeah but yeah it i'm gonna be upset if Gallows and anderson yeah lose. i think it's they've got to start getting some wins and get some momentum right uh tag team championship new day and against cesaro and sheamus new day will win you would you would really think so? They have they broken Demolition's tag team championship record yet? Hell, I don't remember what was their four hundred ninety two or something like that. I don't think they've broken it yet. They're not going to lose those titles until they break the record. <clears throat> but it this is the type of situation that WWE would like to pull. You know, you've had all these actual formidable true tag teams like fall to them for the past year and now you just throw two guys together that don't work well together this would be the team to beat them i can see that but i, I just i think they're petty and they're gonna are you looking it up no oh okay <laughs> uh then we got the cruiserweight championship tj perkins and brian kendrick this now this match is kind of hard for me to call um, do they want to have the title off T.J. Perkins that quickly? Um, but I could see if he dropped the title, the best one in the cruiserweight division right now would be Brian Kendrick. Right, because they feel that they can trust him because they've had a history with him already. Right. So, I uh, mean, that's... Uh, <coughs> it's really a toss-up. It's Again, it's if, they, if this feud is going to continue or if this is going to be the end of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm actually going to say Brian Kendrick, Kendrick gets the win. Yeah, I'm, I was going to pick Kendrick. U.S. Championship match: Roman Reigns and Rusev in Hell in a Cell. Oh man, I actually want to see Rusev win this match. Not because I hate Roman or anything like that, but I think Rusev's been killing it lately, right? With promos and stuff like that, and I'd like to see that U.S. title back on him. Reigns is going to win. They're, they're they're they still want everybody behind Reigns. They are not giving up on Roman Reigns being a top guy. They're, I just don't see them taking the title from him right now. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. They're going to keep force-feeding it. Next match. Uh, the Universal Championship. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Hell in a cell. Uh, I think Kevin's going to keep, keep yeah, the belt. He's going to keep it for a while. He'll keep it till WrestleMania, probably. Yeah. So we just called every Kevin Owens match from now until then so we can just mark those off the next few pay-per-views. Okay. Yeah, he's going to yep, win. Yep, yep, Hopefully. <coughs> yeah. You know, there's people out there that may not like it. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Dustin Five Star. 
Then we got the first ever women's championship match in Hell in a Cell, Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair. This is going to be an exciting match, I think. You know, uh, uh, Charlotte got the kibosh from doing a moonsault off the Hell in a Cell. Mm. They said, yeah, that's probably not too safe, so we're not going to have you do that. <laughs> uh, but, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this match. I think they're going to keep the belt on Sasha. Yeah, Sasha's going to keep it. Yeah. She shouldn't have lost it to Charlotte, you know, a month or two ago when it happened. Right. We don't want this belt to become a hot potato belt. No, no. no. So that's it for Hell in a Cell. That's all the matches. We went through everything. Uh, yeah, as of now. Okay. So we are going to take a quick break. I'm going to reset our Mixler chat here, and we will be right back. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back. Hey, Kevin says George might be watching the Grizzlies playing. The Grizzlies played last night. Yeah, they're not playing tonight. Yeah, just kidding. They don't not play again until Saturday. <laughs> All right, so I've got this week's trivia question for Mike and Kevin in the chat room. You're more than welcome to chime in. I found a list according to the WWE, according to WWE.com. These are the 16 most decorated champions in WWE history. They have the most cumulative titles. I'm trying to find a date on this article. Which, of course, I can't find it. But most accumulative titles... Okay. <clears throat> now are these now here's the title. I'll tell you oh, okay. titles that are qualified. Okay. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship, Intercontinental, United States, WWE Tag Team, Divas, World Heavyweight, World Tag Team, Hardcore, European, Cruiserweight, Light Heavyweight, Women's, NWA slash WCW World Championship. WCW International World Heavyweight Championship, WCW Tag Team, WCW Light Heavyweight, and ECW World Heavyweight Champion, or ECW World Championship. Okay. You got them? Okay, so it's, all right. A lot of times. Because my, my, my first question was going to be, is this WWE exclusive? Here, hold, hold the laptop like this for just a sec. And no, I cannot read through the back of the laptop. So, we are off. Kevin in the chat room has already named a couple. Let me open up our chat room here again. Let's see. He says Cena. I'm looking through, looking through. John Cena is tied for number eight on the list. Okay. And there was 16, you said, correct? Huh? Then you say it was 16? There's 16 people on this okay, list. Okay, okay. All right, well, because of last week's question, I can only assume I know several of them. Okay. Shawn Michaels. I'm looking, I'm, uh, I'm looking. Uh, I don't see, I didn't see Shawn Michaels. I figured since if he was a Grand Slam champion, I figured that would probably be up there, especially if there's 16 of them. Yeah, I'm not seeing Shawn Michaels. Nope. Okay. And this uh, makes things... I didn't see The Rock. I didn't see Hogan either. You can rule out those. All right. Triple H. Triple H is on the list. Okay. Are we going to somehow mark? I'll just have to remember them by... Because I'm, I'm kind of scrolling through this article. Well, I won't even mark names. I'll just mark uh, the number, I guess. 
Yeah, some of these you're going to uh, – a couple of them, there's a tie for thing. But Triple H, you said Triple H, right? Yeah. He was tied for eighth. So he's tied with Cena. Yes. So you've got two off this list, right? Yeah. Uh, Kevin says Eddie Guerrero, not on the list. Uh, and just so you know, let's see. Uh, John Cena and Triple H have accumulated 23 <coughs> ch- overall championships in their career. Okay. Now, is that like 23 different title reigns, I guess? Uh, I, uh, t- Triple H had, was an eight-time WWE champion. Okay, okay, so that is how they're doing it. Five-time okay. world heavyweight, five-time intercontinental, two-time European, two-time t- world tag team, two one-time WWE tag team. Okay, okay. Cena was, I'll go through his real quick. 15-time. 12, well, this, yeah, this uh, this list may be a little outdated because it has him as a 12-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion, four-time U.S. Champion, three-time World Heavyweight Champion, two-time World Tag Team Champion, and two-time WWE Tag Team Champion. Okay. So the list, this list is a little outdated. <laughs> All right. Uh, Booker T. Uh, Booker T. I do believe was on this list. This was this list was from October 6, twenty fourteen. Just so you know. Okay, so it's a couple years old. Yep. Uh, Booker T. was number five. Okay. Uh, all right. So Kevin got one off the list. Edge was number two. Edge had thirty-one accumulated championships: twelve World Tag Team Champion, seven-time World Heavyweight Champion, five-time IC Champ, four-time WWE Champion, two-time WWE Tag Team Champion, and one time as the United States Championship Champion. <coughs> okay. And I'm guessing these are all considered under under WWE well, banner. WCW. They do mention the WC. I mentioned the WCW title, NWA title. Okay, okay. I just didn't know if it was you know the WCW title that was under WWE like during no, the I invasion. No, I think they counted it, it. It as the WCW. Okay, okay. Uh, let me see. I don't think you'll 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 never get number one on this list. You won't get. <laughs> never get it. I don't think you'll ever figure it out. Jericho. Kevin says Jericho. Jericho is on the list. Yeah, I figured he would be. I think he was like number four. Number four, Chris Jericho, a twenty-eight at the time of this that this list was made. He was a nine-time IC champ, five-time World Tag Team <laughs> champ, four-time Cruiserweight champ, three-time World Heavyweight champ, two-time WWE Tag Tam- Champ, two-time WCW World Champion, one-time WWE Champion, one-time Hardcore Champion, and one-time European Champion. Kurt Angle, not on the list. Okay, Christian. I'm looking, I'm looking, I thought I saw Christian, but I could be wrong. Christian, Christian, tied for number 12. Okay. He was a nine-time world tag team champ, four-time IC champ, two-time world heavyweight champ, two-time ECW champ, one-time Euro, one-time hardcore, one-time light heavyweight. Kurt Angle's not on the list, Kevin. (coughs) 
Let's see. And this is list be... is according to WWE.com, so maybe Angle should be on this list. <laughs> but yeah, they're petty. And uh, Rey Mysterio actually is on the list. He's tied for number 12. Okay. He had 20. Eight-time Cruiserweight, four-time WWE Tag Team, three-time WCW Tag Team, two-time World Heavyweight, two-time IC, one-time WWE Champion. Mm. Yeah, seriously doubt Undertaker is on there. He never really had a whole lot of title reigns. No Taker. What about Kane? No Kane. No Kane. Well, I would say Chris Benoit, but they probably wouldn't even mention that even if he was. Yeah, Chris Benoit's not on the list. <laughs> uh couple of these guys we have we have seven of 16 so far <laughs> couple of these guys you're gonna have to think really outside the box to figure it out um Bret Hart not on the list I didn't think so <clears throat> Rick Flair Rick Flair number three. On the list. The man was a 16-time champion, and he's number three on this list. Four, four, it says 14-time WCW World Heavy World Champion, five-time United States Champion, three-time WCW Tag Team Champion, two-time WWE Champion. Yeah. Uh, two-time World Tag Team Champion, two-time WCW International World Heavyweight Champion, and one Intercontinental Champion. Okay. <clears throat> so we're halfway there. Yep. <laughs> so I'll let you know for eighth place, I think there was like a three-way tie. Okay, and we've named two of them. Yep. Um, yeah, for eight, one, two, three. And then for 12, there's one, two, three, four. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Said the Rock and Stone Cold weren't on there. Kevin Von Erich's not on the list. <coughs> RVD. Nope. Not RVD. Not on the list. This is some good stuff. This is this. I knew this was going to be fun. Macho Man. Nope. Not on the list. Let me know when you're ready for me to start giving clues. <laughs> yeah, let me let me. Oh, let's see. Is Kevin not guessing? <laughs> beefcake, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, not on the list. Jeff Hardy. He was number sixteen. Jeff Hardy held. Uh, he was a six-time World Tag Team Champion, four-time IC. Three-time hardcore, two-time world heavyweight, one-time WWE champion, one-time Euro, one-time light heavyweight, and one-time WCW tag team champion. About Matt Hardy? Nope, not on the okay. list. Said Eddie Guerrero was not on the list. Correct. No Eddie Guerrero. 
Got Adel. That one's kind of hard to believe. <clears throat> well, yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> you, I, I'm, I'm telling you, you'll well, let me know when you give up because you're never going to get number one. <clears throat> Chavo is not on the list. Like start you start giving some some clues. Okay. I mean, they can be like broad clues, like you know, this many are still currently active, or. All right, he is still active. He is somewhat still active, I think. He is not. So I said he's active. Jeff Jarrett's not on the list. Uh, he is not active. He's dead. One of them is dead. <laughs> One of them is dead. Okay. Um. If number one is still active, he's not in any major wrestling company. Okay. Um, so, uh, one guy is, I guess he's still active, but he hasn't been in the WWE. Piper is not on the list. Piper really didn't win many he titles really, either. No. Which is a shame. Like, all right, so one of the guys tied for number 12 is still active. Okay. And he's in a tag team in the WWE. Okay. And he's been around for a while. I would assume so if he has that many title wins. Um, it's not the Ascension. No. <laughs> Damn it. Taz is not on the list. That Taz is a good pull, though, because he, he won a good bit of SC. Hell, he even created his own title in yeah. WCW, but it's not on this list. Uh, Mark Henry is not on the list. Kevin Nash. Not on the list. Scott Hall. Scott Hall never won a world title. Well, he didn't have to win a world title to, to be yeah, on this list. Yeah, but you figure they would... Uh, <laughs> Kevin got one of them. Got one of the guys tied at 12. <sighs> Gold dust. Gold dust. He had 20 title wins. Nine-time hardcore, three-time IC, two-time WWE tag team, two-time United States, two-time WCW tag team, and one-time world tag team. Okay. So that was the one, the tag team wrestler is still active yeah, today. Yeah. So I think you've gotten all the number 12 guys, haven't you? There I think four. you said there was four. We only got, oh, we got uh, Christian, Ray, and Gold Dust. Okay. So you're still missing one of the 12s and one of the 8s. And one of the 8s. We have 10, though. Yeah. So there's six left. Hmm. Steven Regal, not on the list. <laughs> See, I was thinking them, but there has only been... Not, ten. not, not them. Just Devon. Nope. Or no, uh, Bubba. Bubba. Ten-time hardcore champion, eight-time world tag team, one-time WWE, one-time WCW tag. And what number? Uh, he was tied for 12. Didn't realize he had that many hardcore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Luger's not on the list. Um... Let's see. Um, I will say this. Uh, number 11. 
He was he. I don't th- if he wrestles anymore. It's a lot of indie stuff. You know, probably House of Hardcore or stuff like that. He was in ECW. Dreamer. Nope. Raven. Raven is number one on the list. Raven. Raven is number one. You actually got number one. Raven, listen to this. I know he had a lot of hardcore. Oh, oh fuck. Well, maybe not a lot, but. All right, he was a 27-time hardcore champion. <laughs> okay. And, you know, that's probably due to uh, matches where. That's the 24-7 rule. That and, you know, didn't they have the one match where you could, like, you had a timer and whoever was the last champion. Yeah, yeah. So they did stuff changed. like that. Yeah. So 27-time hardcore, two-time ECW champ. One-time United States champ, one-time WCW tag champ, and one-time WC- WCW light heavyweight champion. <laughs> I was, I, now, but that uh, wasn't number eleven. <laughs> nope, nope. Number eleven was may or may not have been affiliated with Raven. Oh. <sighs> Favorite color is the color blue. I, I'm at a complete loss now. Like you gave me just a random. Not Sabu. Blue. I can't think of anybody else right now. With Nova. So like blue meanie. Nope, not him. Uh, fuck! What was the other guy? He was the leader. He was the most famous guy out of the BWO. Oh, he, uh, Richards. Stephen Richards. Stephen Richards. Twenty-one time hardcore champion. He was number eleven. So you've still got one more eight, and number seven by mine. By my count. And apparently number six also. And number six and number six too. I can't believe you actually haven't li- said this guy yet. He is not an active wrestler anymore. Um, <clears throat> he is. Uh, he has wrestled. He wrestled for a long time. He's in some tag teams. We talked about him earlier in this show. This tag team, at least. about him in the show <laughs> we talked about this tag team Owen Hart not on the list Taskmaster not on the list <clears throat> um, I'm trying to many. I'm trying not to I'm gonna throw the name out there I doubt he is Big Show Big Show is tied for number 8 really yep he, you got your last 8 there he was a 5 time World Tag Team, three-time WWE Tag Team, three-time Hardcore, three-time WCW Tag Team, two-time WWE Champion, two-time World Heavyweight Champion, two-time WCW Champion, one-time IC, one-time United States, one-time ECW. ECW, yeah. And that all the people at eight had 23. So you're still missing number right. seven and number six, right, by my count? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, you've got to know number seven, man. <clears throat> you've got to. Like, there's nothing really I can say <laughs> as a clue because it'd be a dead giveaway. But there's so many wrestlers. But he's not an active wrestler now. 
Okay. But he is still in the WWE. It's not Mick Foley. He like any if I go if I give <laughs> any more hints than that Road Dog? No. Okay. He's involved Daniel Bryan? Nope. He's involved with SmackDown. And he's pretty much his whole career has been SmackDown. I'm trying to think who the hell's on SmackDown. <laughs> he may or may not be a wrestling deity. Uh, JBL. Yes, yeah. 24. Seven, he was number seven. 17-time hardcore champion, three-time world tag team champion, one-time WWE champion, one-time intercontinental champion, one-time United States, one-time European. Number six. Uh, how can hey, I... Cur- get, current wrestler. He this, this guy's dead. Okay, he's dead. Okay, so he's not current. This guy was involved in probably one of the greatest segments in hardcore wrestling history. Playground. Kev have anything? Nope. Nothing from Kevin yet. <laughs> Zip line in a playground. I'm drawing a blank on that completely. He used to carry a scale to them, him, to the ring with him. He was a super heavyweight. Dude, I don't. Both of you are blank. Is it a tap out on this one? Yeah. Crash Holly. Crash Holly, okay. I was thinking hardcore Holly earlier, but I was like, he didn't. No, he, but he was the one on the zip line, that, right? It, it, yeah, in the playground, okay, like yeah. the greatest segment in, ever in yeah, hardcore okay. wrestling. The the indoor playground, yeah, okay. Twenty two time hardcore champion, one time Euro, one time World Tag Team, one time light heavyweight champion. I got number one though. You, <laughs> you know that I, you know, that that that, ama- that was an amazing pull. That was an amazing pull. It's funny. It's funny that that's the list because a lot of those were just you know accumulative, hardcore championships. Which right, it was a qualifying title, so yeah. we had to go with it. Absolutely. All right, uh, Mike, you want to do a Memphis wrestling moment? Yeah, we can do that. Kevin, go ahead and get your superstar of the week ready. Oh, first though, uh, oh, we need to do news and notes, don't we? I mean, I didn't really have much, but I was just going to mention uh, New Japan this past week. They showed the uh, the main event for Wrestle Kingdom, the Okada and uh, Tanahashi. Incredible match, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean that was like the you know, when they show it on Axis, it's an hour, and this was the only match on there, like yeah. that hour. And I mean, great back and forth match. Okada, you know, kept the title. I think it was actually uh, the first time Tanahashi had ever lost in that building, and. 
you know, just an amazing match. I mean, they're two, they're probably my two favorite guys in New Japan. But one of the best parts was after the match, Okada gets in the ring and he's got the microphone. He's like, you know, I've I've got three things I want to say. He's like, my first point, you know, if, if this business was easy or something like that, you know, I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing. He was like, if this was easy, I wouldn't have had to work so hard for this. You know, Tanahashi, you're a true challenger. You know, let's do this again. And he's like, my second point, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the one to take uh, New Japan to the next level. You know, it, it's already on a, a different level, but I'm going to, you know, take it even higher. You know, I, I'm going to be the one to do this. And he's like, my third point. And he paused for about 10 seconds and he's like, I've got nothing. I spoke too soon. <laughs> <laughs> then just went from there. <laughs> I like how they also um, will, uh, you know, they'll have guys talk about the matches throughout the show. Like yeah. right before. I, think I always thought that was good. And then they always have like a, it's almost like a press conference after the matches. You know, they actually have them sit down at a table with a microphone and like they, they question them just like it's a. It's a sport. Yeah. You know, it's just like after a football game where the coach comes up. To, right. Yeah. Um, so I saw that uh, some new stars have reported to WWE NXT, including Tommy End. Hmm. Rock on. Right. I cannot wait to watch <coughs> Tommy End in NXT. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, highly recommend you go out and uh, check out Austin Aries' Austin Aries' Twitter feed and see the shiner he got. Man, he got blasted. The stitches. Oh my and god, that that looked rough. He he looks like Two Face right now. Yep. And just read uh, WWE has made change to WrestleMania weekend. Oh yeah, what they make changes they make? Uh, instead of the traditional spot of the Hall of Fame on Saturday night. They're moving the Hall of Fame to Friday night, so NXT TakeOver can be Saturday night. Oh, nice. So they nice. just kind of flip-flop those around. Uh, I, you know, I need to go ahead and start preparing for that weekend now and get sleep <laughs> because I know I'm not going to get much that weekend. Yeah, it's like 42 hours of wrestling. Oh, my God. I may have to, I get, I may have to take the Monday afterwards off. <laughs> so It's like a Super Bowl hangover type thing. Yeah. You know, just take that Monday off. You know, and actually, I think there was talks of us going down to Florida around that time so i may have to see if i can actually get a ticket and go yeah that would be cool to finally see a wrestlemania up close good I know, luck with that <laughs> i know i know fred and um and shaggy are going to be down there for it so. i mean even even if you're there and can afford a ticket it doesn't mean you're seeing wrestlemania up close yeah i'm gonna have to take my <laughs> binoculars exactly so uh, there's some other stuff that i wanted to bring up in news and notes or just bring up some news but i can't really think of the, um apparently some people a lot of people um they, people were had that had Curtis Axel signs. Yeah, had, this past were week. confiscated. Why does that matter? I, yeah, I don't know. Especially if he's trying to be a babyface against Bo Dallas. Why would you want signs confiscated? Especially in his home state. I mean, granted, you know that's what was said, but we obviously don't know. I mean, they there's no telling what the signs themselves said. Yeah, but WWE has been known to confiscate signs if they don't. Never if it's one. not something that you're behind, that they're behind, really. Right. So, don't take your Brock sucks dick sign to <laughs> to Raw. Then you can chant that Vince sucks dick. Yeah. And then Shane will kind of be shocked by it, but he won't tell you to shut up. No. No. Because we were we we did that once. Yeah. <laughs> not my proudest moment. 
Oh, I think I found a Memphis Wrestling moment. Can you read it this week? Yes, I believe so. This is October 30th, 1978. Jarrett Wrestling Company presents wrestling. Wrestling. That's the headline. Yeah. Mid-South Coliseum does not have an attendance, but it was probably 30,000. All right, starting at the bottom of the card, Jackie Welch versus Inca Peru, Big Bill Bromo versus Steve Brody, Mike and Pat Kelly versus Terry Sawyer and Wayne Ferris, Elimination tag team match. The Bounty Hunters and Chuck Malone versus Handsome Jimmy Valiant, Robert Gibson, and Tommy Gilbert. Mercy, Daddy. Main event. Superstar Bill Dundee and Jerry the King Lawler versus Joe LaDuke and Don Fargo with manager Al Green. Wow. The tag team of Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee won the main event of last night's wrestling card at the Mid-South Coliseum, beating Don Fargo and Joe LaDuke. In other matches, Jackie Welch beat Verlin Beggs, Bill Dromo beat Steve Brody, Mike and Pat Kelly beat Terry Sawyer and Wayne Ferris, and the Bounty Hunters and Chuck Malone beat Jimmy Valiant, Robert Gibson, and Tommy Gilbert. Very cool. Very cool in front of... 13,000 people. Yeah, something like that, probably. Yeah, and that was just in the parking lot. That was the attendance that didn't get in. Well, that's all I've got to really go on this week. Um, We're going to do a little special recording after uh, Hell in a Cell. Me and Fred are going to get together and do He's uh, at Kayfabe Connection on Twitter. He's not doing his podcast anymore, but he's still out there on Twitter. We'll be talking wrestling with you guys, so be sure to follow him at the letter K, F-A-B-E Connection on Twitter. Uh as we like to in every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, Mike, I ask you, who is your? Superstar of the Week. Kevin Owens. Kevin Sloan in the chat room said Kevin Owens. Because he gave that beat down after, after the match on Seth Rollins. And everything Kevin Owens does is great. I'm going to go with Marty the Moth Martinez for his match with Ivelisse. I thought it was awesome. And... If you're listening to this, um, I'm wait. I, I, it's pretty much booked next week on this show. We're gonna be fucking talking to Marty the Moth Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Martin Cassis at Martin Cassis on Twitter. Really looking forward to talking to him. He's gonna be joining us next week on the show. Uh, other than that, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com/slash Oversell Podcast. The easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review and put something in the comments that helps us out with our iTunes rating and gets us more exposure. Also, if you like what we do, when we release the episode every week and tweet it out, please, please, please retweet that link. So more and more, so share it more and more people so we can get more and more people in our chat room and talking to us and stuff like that. So Kevin isn't so lonely. Kevin and George, you know, I'm sure they get tired of talking with each other, so. Thanks for listening. This has been the Oversell Podcast.